0: Beautiful soul, welcome to the Quantum Business Queen podcast. This podcast is a vortex for activating wealth, riches, and boss bitches. It is here that I teach multi-dimensional business. Our content will fall under three different categories, 5D quantum creation, 4D frequency alchemy, and the most potent 3D strategy. Every aspect of business that contributes to the creation of success is covered here. Plus, I will be personally interviewing the most amazing boss bitches that are at the forefront of the game, paving the way for money, magic, and magnetism in business. Let's get ready to activate all of that within you. I'm so excited for this podcast episode. I'm going to be introducing you to one of my most favorite humans on the planet. She has done over $50 million in personal and client sales. She has rubbed shoulders with some of the coolest people in Hollywood. And she has even made Elon Musk cry. Just warning you in the beginning, it's a little bit glitchy because we recorded this on Zoom, but stick with it because there is some potent stuff that is shared. This episode is literally going to blow you away. Please meet my personal mentor and friend, Nick Pigeon. So Nick, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you and about, we'll speak to you about your journey, really, because I think you've all been on the roller coaster, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. And I'm obviously one of your biggest fans, firstly, but I I work so closely with you and it's so refreshing how real you are in how you share your vulnerability, how you share your journey. And for me, when I am struggling with something, to hear somebody like you who's accomplished so much, to hear that you can relate to all of those struggles, it's so comforting. So I want to firstly start, if you don't mind. I want to go back to the version of Nick who first started her entrepreneurial journey and tell me about her.
1: Oh, my goodness. So when I very first started, I was actually in high school and I had this. There was a um like a program called Young Enterprise where you got to set up a business inside school to see what it would be like to run it. And even at that early stage, it showed me a pattern. That I had within myself because I found it really challenging to delegate and I took on all of the responsibility and did all of the work myself and then ended up feeling really frustrated. Now, it was interesting because you'll know like subconscious programming and patterning, like how you do one thing is how you do everything so that pattern that I noticed at that really early age, I must have been about 15 when I was and I was selling tie dye socks in high school, Sarah, that was the business. So like we're talking <laughs> a practice business here. And that really started to illuminate more in hindsight, looking backwards, what I needed to work on in terms of this like overgiving and making sure I had strong boundaries, clear communication, and I was willing to ask for support. So that has been a real lesson for me that I didn't really realize I needed at the time. But then hopping forwards to when I launched my first real business, which was 2010, I had read the, the book Tim Ferriss, Four Hour Work Week. And I read that and I started to learn about passive income. So I was like in this mindset of, sorry, right, you have to go to work and you have to work eight hours a day to be able to make money and you're going to get paid I think it was like £6.85 an hour that I was getting paid as a personal trainer. So I'm like trying to total up, like how hard do you have to work in order to be able to make the money that you want to make? And reading that book was a massive mindset shift for me because I was like, you can make money without working hard. So this was just like totally mind-blowing for me. And I ended up setting up my business based on that. So the very first business that I had, that was like an adult grown-up business was a green juice powder supplement because I was a trainer. I was like teaching like nutrition and health and studying positive psychology. The, the product you take every day and it was huge in America. I researched what the best, the best, the best was. And I decided I was going to bring it across to England and I was going to be the supplier for it on what's called a drop ship basis which is you set up a website and somebody else basically fulfills the orders so you don't have to hold the stock. So that was my first adventure. And I remember the first 37 pound sale coming in. And I was like, I'm not even at work. So that was a big breakthrough for me. And I still felt like a little baby that doesn't know what she's doing. And honestly, I still feel like that in many ways now. Like, In some ways, I'm like, I'm such an advanced trainer, like, and I've been doing this for like 300 years. And then in the other side of things, I'm like, I literally am just getting started. And I'm always the student and I never want to make assumptions. And I'm always curious and willing to grow. So I feel like it's this dance between always doing our best and giving ourselves kudos for how far we've already come, but then still being in the place where we're like, how much more can we be? And how much more
0: That's what's so amazing. Like, that's what I love about you, Nick, because that you exude that energy. Like, it goes without saying, like, you've had so many accomplishments and, and you've done so much in your business, but you also are able to balance this embodiment of being humble. And the other thing that you do that I really love, and I was speaking to somebody we both know about this, is that when you talk about boundaries and how important it is, because you have to have boundaries in order to properly protect your energy, you do that in such a way that you can also be so generous so what is that like how do you balance both having strong boundaries but also being able to freely give in the way that you do
1: I love this question it's giving me chills I always get chills when I speak with you for me generosity is a core value and also being a projector in human design I have to be very careful With where I give my energy, attention and generosity so that it is received in a really beautiful way and so that I wait for the invitation first. So just like starting that first business in high school, I used to have this thing where I was like, oh, I've gone out of my way to help people and I've given, 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 given. And I feel like I'm not getting anything back or I feel like a fool because I like gave so much that I got took advantage of or whatever the story was. So my practice, and my learning was very much, first of all, wait for the invitation. So for example, if someone's in a container or if someone's a friend or if someone is asking me or inviting me to support them, then I'm like, yes, okay, there's my invitation and I'm going to give generously. And I also have a well-being first business where I know that I want to operate from overflow. I want to feel energized in my day. I want to be able to show up with clarity and do really good work. And I know I can't do that if everything's all over the place all of the time. And I really have benefited from having structure so I have ADHD and I'm a Gemini. So I've got this like a little bit of like wildness in me, but I'm also Libra rising and Virgo moon. So I need structure to feel safe in the world. So for me, like everything is color coordinated, organized, and that actually allows for more flow because it allows for me in the times that... I'm not on or in the times when I'm not like showing up fully to give with full generosity and just I'm like, have it all. Have it all. What else do you want? Have it. And I always (laughs) say this, like, I'm like, tell me what you want. Tell me what you want. And if I can do it, I will. Yes. But I'm never that coach or mentor that's like, I'm going to give you this much because I want to sell you into this thing. Like I've been in those experiences before and it doesn't feel nice.
0: Yeah. I have too. Yeah, I, and it, oh my goodness, I love you're bringing up so much. So you, it, it's interesting because so you, it's like this, it's paradox. But one thing fuels the other. You think you know, structure creates flow, and boundaries can also hold space for a lot of generosity. Yeah. So. I love, love, love highlighting this. Okay. So that was a beautiful and super powerful tangent. I want to go back to your supplement business because you're obviously not doing that now and you had built success in America and then you were going to take it to the UK. Did you end up doing that?
1: Yeah. So I started in the UK. Oh, you started in the UK? Yeah, it was from America, but I imported it to the UK. I still take the supplement now because it's so good. So I like did my research and I feel like a lot of like what I do, I'm like, I just want to like be the best, do the best, like have the best, create the best. And like, so I started that from a early stage and I wanted to have something that was scalable. But I got to a point where I had to ask myself the question, what do I really want to do? And I had got investment from Sir Richard Branson for that initial business and had a mentor that was given to me through his, like, company, Virgin Startup, and that mentor, at the time, I was like, what's a mentor? Like, this is amazing that this person's going to spend time with me for free, and he's, like, the CEO. I'm like, wow. He sat me down, and he was like, well, let's look at the scalability of these, like, companies, because I was teaching and doing like these mini live events in my local coffee shop and library at the same time, teaching positive psychology and teaching the steps that I knew from business. And this guy was like, but Nick, like you can only ever make 75,000 pounds a year as a speaker, but from this supplements company, you can scale it and you can build a warehouse and you can have like a factory and you can manufacture it yourself. And everything in my body was literally like, Oh, I felt physically sick, Sarah, physically sick. I was like, this is a like heaven no to this. I'm like not doing this. So I was in tears, like young girl, like hopes and dreams dashed. I can't be a speaker. But I feel like sometimes that's actually what you need is to have the visceral feeling in your body to find the ferocity within yourself to be able to say, like, actually, you know what? My purpose on this planet is not to have a warehouse or a factory. My purpose on this planet is to stand up, have a voice, share my truth, be on mission, share my vision, help people. So I just continued to put one foot in front of the other and not listen to what he said and went on to be paid $75,000 in a matter of minutes. for my goodness.
0: okay. Um, this is exactly where I was trying to lead you into that part. Okay, so this is so important. This story is absolutely so freaking crucial because this basically is a story of alignment, right? And. I actually call this the uh, an evidence distortion. So you can look at the evidence in your physical reality to see, well, this is working. And this authoritative mentor said this, this is the evidence of how much money I can make. And what I find is that people often plug into this distortion of evidence and then they base that on the decisions that they make for the future and they totally lose themselves and they disregard their alignment. They get so swept up. They, they get lost and all of a sudden, you know, years pass, midlife crisis happens because they don't know who they are. And they're just so stuck in what people say they should do. What the physical reality is giving them evidence as to what is possible. But the problem is, is that is all of their kind of manifestations of programming, blocks, distortions up until that point. And so I love that even though you poured your whole life into that, supplement company you had the balls to tune in and to choose something different
1: oh yeah big balls (laughs) big ball that's what it takes it does it actually does and those decisions those moments they're not the things that when necessarily showing up on social media and be like listen to what what I decided today or like you just don't like it's great 10 years down the line to be able to share the story when you see those defining moments and those points where your trajectory shifted but in real time we're not often bringing that forth unless you're in mentorship with you or you've got your private clients that you're working with where you are sharing more in real time but I feel like it's so important to understand and acknowledge how deep the process really truly is and what it does take rather than just looking at people's success on social media and being like, oh, well, it's all right for them. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So you felt visceral. You felt the no, the, the I love how you said, heavens, no. Yeah. I'm like, hell no. Heavens, no. I like that. <laughs> Positive psychology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what did you do then? What What did you do next?
1: I literally walked out of the cafe first of all and cried. So I allowed myself to feel the emotion and then I felt the fire and I connected in with that energy of alignment and that real sense of knowing. And I feel like I've been really good throughout my career at listening to that knowing. And that's always guided me. And if I look at when I've made poor decisions, it's actually when I've put my power outside of myself And I've listened to what somebody wants or somebody thinks for my life or my business. And I've said, oh, well, they may know better than me. So I'm just going to trust them instead of myself. I think there's a, a dance and there's an opportunity for us to be in collaboration together as mentors, as friends in community for us to listen to the information and the guidance that we're getting but then also intuit and listen to ourselves as well and find that integrated path of testing and really feeling what it is that works for us too.
0: Oh my gosh. I love this Nick so much. Like this is so profound and it's everything. Like I always say this, like, if you understood the way energy works, the way the quantum works, that that I feel like divine knowing is the compass from the soul and this, yeah, I'm getting chilled like this whole time. I need a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is the compass of the soul. Like we can't, there's so much potential and mo- most, I would say the majority of our potential lies in the unseen. And so how else are we going to be guided into that? We don't really anchor into the divine knowing. And I say always it's the antidote for doubt, because if you really, truly understood what divine knowing was like, it is your soul saying this timeline is here and done. (laughs) Yeah, it is the antidote for doubt and you follow it, disregard the evidence of your physical reality you trust the divine knowing, you take actions based on that. And now like, look, like, look
1: what you've done. No <laughs> way. right. I literally have chills all over, all over. Like, that divine knowing, that trust in yourself and in yeah. higher power, that you're always going to be okay. You're always going to be successful. There's always more. And I feel like never has there been a better time for us to receive the knowing of that message than right now.
0: Oh my God, yes, yes, Nick. Oh my God, I love you so much. Yes, this is so crazy, powerful. Okay, so you, you you scrapped that. You jumped into you follow you followed your divine knowing. You started to get into speaking. You started to get into coaching. So can we talk about now? Because a lot of our listeners are in this sphere of trying it out there, trying to be a coach. Can we talk about that version of Nick who was struggling during that time? Because I think again, for somebody like yourself who's accomplished so much. To be able to know that you've had the downs as well, I think it's just so refreshing for humans. So talk to us about what happened in that version in Nick
1: as well. Yes. And so, you know, I'm a 3-5 in human design and the 3 is the person that needs to do everything wrong before they do it right. <laughs> it's yeah. like I'm the person that's on the leading edge that's like <laughs> messing everything up that's like, oh cool, this worked and this didn't work. So I'm gonna be able to teach it because I have the five, which is the teacher. So when I was younger, I used to really beat myself up and I I thought like, I'm doing everything wrong. This is so hard, it's really messy. And people around me were telling me, Nick, you cannot be an entrepreneur. My dad, my brother, they were like, you're not cut out for it because they saw, and it comes back to what you're sharing. It's like, if you look at the reality, it makes sense because it wasn't working. We interrupt this awesome podcast episode to
0: tell you about my life-changing Quantum Business Academy. If you are ready to take your business to the next levels of abundance and freedom, then you're definitely going to want to hear more. Please don't take my word for it though. Here is one of our alumni sharing their experience.
2: Hi everyone, I'm Bianca and my business is State of Mind Therapies. I wanted to speak to you today about the Quantum Coaching Certification. It has absolutely helped me both personally and professionally and that's exactly what I wanted when I was thinking about signing up for it. So what I loved about the Quantum Coaching Certification was that you can't do this qualification without going through your own layers and going through your own healing. Okay. And then by going through that process, after you've used these techniques on yourself, you can absolutely then use them on your clients, which is exactly what I was doing. So I was learning techniques. And once I felt really comfortable at mastering them, and once I felt really comfortable at doing them on myself as well, and going through my own healing and my own layers, then I was literally grabbing some of Sarah's techniques and using them on my clients in my business. And I was amazed at the, the shifts the clients were having and how effective her techniques are. It's just, it's another way of looking at energy healing. So if you're considering it, I think you will absolutely love it. The way she structures it is very, very accessible. So it's self-paced. She releases videos once a week or she releases content, videos, worksheets once a week. I would literally just be so excited every week on the day that she would release that content and I would binge watch it and get through it in a day. But you don't have to, you could absolutely do it at your own pace. So it was lots and lots of fun, definitely a journey that I have absolutely loved and This certification has definitely helped me in my business and how I serve my clients. I hope this has been helpful, guys. Thank you. If you want to know more,
0: then please head over to my show notes, book a call with me, or you can message me in DMs. Now, let's get back to the podcast.
1: In my first five years in business, some months I would make 500 pounds and then I'd make like thousands and thousands. And in the abundance, I would have the identity that I'm successful. And when I'm in that, those months of contraction and scarcity, I would be beating myself up so that I didn't have the trust. I was in a space where I was on this roller coaster ride. And so my family was saying to me, Nick, like I seriously do not recommend that you have businesses anymore because you've come out of these degrees. Like I've got three degrees. Like I'm an academic. And they're like, just go and get a job. You'll get a really good job and it'll be safe and it'll be secure. And again, I listened, I listened and I was like, okay, so all of these people are saying this and they love me and they're smart people and looking at my reality, like I haven't been good at business yet. And it was my body again, my body is like, but Nick, you can do this. Don't go back and get a job. Like, you are made for this. You are meant for this. This is your path, and it's time for you to walk it right now. So what I did was really, really, really drop into using spiritual tools. And it's weird because this book has come up three times today in three separate conversations, and you'll know it. Marianne Williamson, The Law of Divine Compensation, I bought that on audiobook and I was living in New Zealand at this point and I went for a walk every single day. It was freezing, it was raining. I had like an anorak on with my hood off. I've got a photo with little like braids in and I was miserable but I knew, I knew that the only thing I had to do was get my heart, my head, my mind right and be connected So I meditated every day. I went and listened to spiritual teachings about abundance. I moved my body. I was in gratitude. Everybody thought I was mental. (laughs) Mental. (laughs) They were like, they were literally laughing at me. My brother had tears. He was laughing at me because I made these postcards of affirmations saying, "I am fearlessly visible" and "I boldly shine my light." And he was like, Nick, how is this gonna help you make money? And he was shaking, crying. And I was like, I kind of felt like dumb on the one hand, but at the same time, I just knew I was like, just watch, you watch me. And I would go in the shower and I'd be like, I'm so happy and grateful. that I do the Bob Proctor abundance affirmation. And slowly but surely things started to shift. So one time I came out of a meditation and a mentor reached out to me and she was like, I see what you do and I want to help you. And I ended up signing up with her for mentorship from that meditation. And then things started to really change and I started to practice this Kundalini mantra and meditation. So Kundalini has been part of my life for more than 10 years and it really helps to clear the channel so that you can receive. So I was practicing at 2 PM every day, a Kundalini meditation and chant, which is for prosperity. And I was holding in my heart space, the energy of what I wanted to create. And still everyone told me I was crazy because they couldn't see in reality yet, the result that I could already feel, and then the result caught up, and within 35 days, I've made $35,000, and then I made $100,000 in the first 100 days from then.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, there's so much in this. So did you say that when when it came to your coaching, it was the first how many years you struggled with the ups and the downs?
1: Five years. Yeah. Five years from when I set up business and I graduated from a master's degree and I was teaching and speaking and coaching and charging 40 pounds an hour then it finally clicked and it felt like it went fast but if you'd look at the trajectory it's like I've been doing this for 13 years now so people you have to dig in you have to dig deep and you have to be committed and you have to know that it's on its way yeah
0: yeah. Okay. So I I just, I love highlighting it. Five years. People think it's just overnight. Why does it come so easy to Nick? You know what I mean? Like all of that. No, no. And and it was the inner stuff that shifted the outer reality. The majority day, of it.
1: Not yeah. was, is. Yeah, yeah. Is, of course. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. i like, literally, anytime that anything's off, I'm like, have I been on my yoga mat doing Kundalini regularly enough? did I do the breath work that I usually do or have I been as committed as I like to be and usually I can see, oh actually I've been focused on this physical reality a little bit too much than my divine connection and knowing so it's always a practice and the important thing is not making ourselves wrong it's like how can we just decide to recommit and choose again
0: Oh, God, this conversation is so badly needed. This is so powerful, Nick, you are amazing. Okay, so this kind of is a perfect segue into one of the questions I got from my online audience. Now, I know the answer to this. But do you want to talk about some of the most important things that you do in the morning? Yeah, or do you or do you have a set morning routine?
1: I you know what now I when I first started, I was really, really structured with my morning ritual, because I needed it because I yeah. didn't have a substantial practice so I always benefit from diving in head first and going like really extreme immersion so I had like a seven-part ritual that I followed the way that I do it now is I have a menu and I have like a menu of things that I can choose from and I really feel into what feels like it's intuitively right for me and my body in that moment So I'll always, always wake up in a place of gratitude. So my first thought is, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for this day. I am grateful in every possible way. And then I put on Abraham Hicks. So that always happens. I tend to then switch on my infrared mat. And I'll practice a Joe Dispenza breathwork on the mat. And that mat in itself is so healing. It's like 20 pounds of amethyst, tourmaline, got PMF, it's got negative ions and the infrared. So it's just bliss every morning in my house. I love it. And I'll always connect in with my goals, my intentions, remind myself of the ripple effect and my big impact. So I start from a really grounded place. Sometimes I work out in the morning, sometimes I don't. And that's something that's changed because I used to be the girl that's like 6am, work out all of the time. But now the slowness has actually allowed me to birth more creativity. The slowness has actually allowed me to speed up. So it's a different season of life that I'm in because the first phase of growth that I was in was very much do as much as I can as fast as possible. And that worked and didn't work. Now I'm like, I am in the enjoyment and the just the, the joy and the specialness and the spaciousness of life. And I work my ass off as well. Mm. But I do it in a way that allows me to feel good at the same time.
0: I love this. Another kind of paradox where it's like you have the slowness in order to speed things up. (laughs) But it makes so much sense. When you understand energy, that makes sense. So I always say this, that, you know, we are programmed to navigate our physical world like the physicality or ego we understand that when we push this will move do you know and that's our physical reality so when we physically speed up we expect physical results to speed up but it actually is the opposite in the energetic world it's mm-hmm. like when you slow down your manifestations come quicker and i think if people only understood that we are actually programmed to work against ourselves as energetic beings because we only understand how to na- navigate physicality.
2: Wow. Anyway,
1: <laughs> it's also, it's like, it's being in the, um, knowing that rest is a business activity. And yes. I just love that I notice the more space I create, the more flow I create too.
0: Didn't you used to say every time you'd nap, you'd get a sales through or something? Yeah, every time I
1: nap, I make, I make money. It's true. <laughs>
0: it's true. That's a great mantra. Okay. Now, you have had, you've come across some pretty amazing people. I just want to talk about that quickly. There's so much I could talk to you about. I have, like, questions. I won't keep you for too much longer, but this has been so crazy powerful. So you interviewed somebody at one point, and you made this person cry. Do you know who I'm talking to?
1: I know exactly who you're talking about. And so does everyone else, Mr. Elon Musk.
2: What Uh, happened
1: there? So wild. So, yeah. When I got the investment from Sir Richard Branson for the first business back in, when I got the investment was around 2012, I was invited to do a Google Hangout with Sir Richard and Elon Musk. So Nicola was in Newcastle. Yeah, wild, right? And What's it just, the actual... Literally an energy it is an energy. You manifested phase. it. My life is like this. Every yeah. single day. The most wild things happen. And I'm it's not even wild anymore. I'm like, oh, of course that happened. Of course that happened. It's like the most ridiculous things. Yeah. Like I have so many amazing stories. I should literally have a book or a movie just of the stories. So Elon was in Los Angeles. I was in Newcastle and Richard was on Necker. And the production team had said, like, here's the list of questions that you could ask. And I was like, well, all of your questions are terrible. So I'm going to say that I'm going to choose one. I'm going to change it at the last minute. So I asked him, I said, I'm a positive psychologist, Elon, and I'd love to know what the most emotional thing you've ever had to do is in business. And he shared the story of when he'd sold PayPal and he was faced with this decision of investing in SpaceX or Tesla. And he said that both of these businesses were like his children and he didn't want either one of his babies to die. So he had to make a decision and he took all of the money that he had in the world and he put it into both companies, leaving himself with nothing so much so that he couldn't even afford to pay rent and he had to sleep on a friend's couch. So that was the level of commitment and divine knowing that Elon Musk had in seeing the path before him and trusting not just his self, but trusting in his vision too. And I didn't realize at the time, but the production crew, when I was looking down the lens of the camera, they were all like, oh my goodness. And they were like mouthing to me. So when I got off, they were like, did you see what just happened? And I'm like, no, what? I am like concentrating on looking down the camera. They were like, you just burst into tears and like, Elon does not cry. And now I'm on the internet as the girl that made the billionaire cry. Because he said that it really made him face up to himself and this big decision that he had to make. And look at the result of that. So it doesn't matter whether you are just starting out or you for a few years in your business, whether you're a brand new entrepreneur or billions down the line, everybody gets scared at some point. And it's actually how you continue to show up for yourself with the trust and the knowing that you are going to succeed that makes the difference.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh, Nick, I can't even tell you. This is just, this is just what this conversation is what people need. So in those wobbly moments, this is where you have your menu, your laundry list of of tools. That's when you pull these things out. You need to be prepared for the wobbles. Like you can't just go through your entrepreneurial journey without having the toolkit, because that's when people go through the downs, go through the doubts, go through the fears, and then they back away. So you're saying you lean into it, you you anchor even more deeply into that divine, knowing you have your tools, you have your meditation, your kundalini, whatever it is, and you keep
1: going forward. Yeah, exactly. So I always believe in focusing on feeling first. Yes. Yeah. So if I'm not feeling right, then I'll take a pause and I'll use a tool. So it might be like shamanic shaking where I move my whole body. It might be, it could be as simple as putting on your favorite music. And having a shift in state, whatever it is, it's important to have the awareness that you don't need to stay stuck in the way that you're feeling right now. So I choose to shift it first, get into a good feeling state, and then go back into business or go back to the thinking. But a lot of the things that I do, a lot of the tools that I use, yes, they are like mental or mindset, but there's a lot in the body space as well, and I've really, really benefited from that and being able to shift energy, not just logic your way out of something but really be able to shift energy in and through yourself as well.
0: Yeah. And it's so important for everybody to know, like, we're not immune to this. Like, you know, you, you go through it with every level will have a new layer of the doubt, the fear, the worry, the whatever, no matter how much work we put into it, we're humans. And we asked to be in this matrix of duality and not from a place of thinking it's bad. It just is. And so when you ask to incarnate, in a matrix of duality, it's going to come, you just have to be okay with it without judging it and have your tools be armed, ready to go. Oh yeah. So one more question, Nick, this one was from somebody in my audience. just want to be able to sneak a couple of these questions in. So looking back when you first started out, if there was anything in your business that you knew now, like that would really speed up your progress, what would you tell that old version of Nick to implement or do or be or all of it?
1: patience i yes. always joke and i say it's my least strong strength because whilst i actually have the patience of a saint in many areas but when it comes to like activating things in business i also have the activation strength through positive psychology gallop strengths so i'm very much like let's start let's go whereas a lot of business results that i got earlier on could have been amplified by just taking time to plan, by taking time to test, by going more slowly and not being in this rush to launch all of the things at once. And it's, it's actually given me a lot from making those mistakes earlier on because now I teach simplicity. I teach doubling down on what works. I teach optimizing one thing before you go and launch another thing. And that served me and also our community well because I made those mistakes early on and it was really, really messy, but it's taught me that it doesn't have to be as complex as we sometimes make it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the groundwork and the foundational work that we do is worth its weight in gold because we then get to build more strongly on top of that.
0: Okay. I love that. So to summarize, be okay with immersing yourself in the foundational work. Get the foundational stuff right. Keep it super simple. Pick one thing. Optimize that. And this is what I always say. I'm always kind of doing these posts where it's like, okay, where do people trip up or where? The other thing I think as well, if people are launching too many things at once, I actually think that sends the wrong message to the audience mm-hmm. because it can create confusion. Like, or it could create this maybe sense of, well, Last week you were doing at the very start of the journey. If you're, if you are a seasoned entrepreneur, it's a lot different because you've established yourself. But at the start, if you're launching different things, not only is that confusing for yourself, but your energy will bleed through into your audience. And also there could be this thing of, I thought it was this you launching. Did that not work out? Now you're jumping into this. And
1: yeah.
0: So one thing I say the power of one, not only does it keep it simple, but it gives you the ability to streamline that over deliver that and then amplify it and then notice where the gaps are, and then launch other things.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah.
0: It <laughs> doesn't have
1: to be as hard as we make it for ourselves sometimes. I
0: know. I know. Oh, my goodness. This has been so amazing. And it's 1010 10 in Australia right now. <laughs> we love our numbers. Is there any last message you'd want to give somebody who's kind of struggling who's kind of dipping their toe in pulling it back out going through the you know in the trenches right at the very beginning I always say that's kind of the hardest part like you always will have different levels of hurdles and you'll go through different things but when you're in the place of truly not knowing because you haven't gotten that proof it is such a wobbly vulnerable place as an entrepreneur so what would you say to people who are in that place as kind of one last message to them
1: So I love to ask the question, like, where do you have proof or where do you have evidence? Or if you're practicing trusting yourself, where have you already reaped the rewards of trusting yourself in another area? So in psychology, there's something called a transfer of confidence. So if we see that we're able to feel stronger or able to trust better in one area, that then transfers into other areas. So if you can find that you have demonstrated trust or knowing In, I don't know, um, random example, like fitness or going to the gym or like you've trusted yourself to look after your friend's baby or whatever. And that has worked out, like lean on that, like write a list of it and you'll see the examples and the evidence and the proof that you already are that you already have it and you're just growing and building from here.
0: That is so good. Oh my goodness. I love that. I love it. So you build, you have to build, you have to accumulate the evidence for yourself because we have to take our ego on the ride with us. It's one thing to tune into the quantum, anchor into the timelines of the divine knowing and be, you know, in the spiritual realm, but we have to, we have to play with the ego. We have to give it what it needs. I think some people have a negative association with the ego. So they try to like, poo-poo it or you know push it away but no we need to we need to accommodate it (laughs) we we need to bring it on the ride so yeah that's a super powerful way to to ease the grips of the doubt when it's you feed your ego the evidence that it needs to be able to take another step forward so yay Nick thank you so much oh my gosh this went by a flash
1: my my joy (laughs) my literal joy
0: you do so much for the planet you're such an amazing human you're so humble and yet you've created and accomplished so much like we need more Nick pigeons in, on this planet so just thank you for being you and continuously impacting the world in such a beautiful positive way and influencing people like myself to keep going and keep building and keep scaling like I feel I always tell people like Nick will be in my life forever like you know you find that person and like I found my person <laughs> so I thank feel you the so same that. amen to that yay <laughs> I'm so happy you are such a dream and thank you thank you thank you and we We will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening today, beautiful soul. I hope you got so much gold and were activated in such a way that you could step into your highest timeline of abundance and freedom because it is more than possible for you. If that desire has been planted in your soul, it is so deliberate. If you wouldn't mind, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast so that we can get this message into the hearts and ears of more amazing light beings across the world. I would love to continue this conversation with you. So feel free to get in touch on Instagram at Sarah.tynan.quantumcoach. If you're a Facebook person, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Sarah Tynan International. And please don't ever forget if your desire is there, it's because your destiny is there too. You just have to remember who the
2: you are. Bye for now, beautiful.